0: that he had
1: a breakthrough case of COVID in addition to cancer and had some vulnerabilities. Um, Because he was fully vaccinated and got COVID, that took his life. Any
0: concerns about how that will be interpreted publicly or how does that affect the message from the White House about uh, the importance of vaccinations? Well, uh, as people saw in the statement issued by the president, a very personal statement about his personal relationship, uh, this is obviously a heartbreaking tragedy tragedy for the country and one the president is feeling personally. Uh, there are extremely rare uh, cases of deaths or hospitalizations among fully vaccinated individuals. That has been the case even before uh, the, the death of Colin Powell, especially among people, older people over a certain age uh, and people who have underlying health issues or people who are battling other diseases. Uh, that has been the case. It is also the case, and this is important for people to know and understand out there who are concerned that an unvaccinated person has a more than 10 times greater risk of dying from COVID-19 compared to a fully vaccinated person so there's no question that vaccination uh, that taking precautions can save lives uh, it is and it is still true and uh, this and this raised that certainly the death of colin powell that underlying health issues fighting other diseases um, is, is something that can lead to greater risk
2: how's everybody doing We're listening to CNBC news clips.
0: Since it was short notice on the questions,
1: Um, I guess the big question is why legal action, but can I also put it this way? Um, There is a different tone from CPS, from Pedro Martinez. He was asked, you know, what's going to happen to those who don't have their vaccines? And he said the other day, we're going to work with them. We're going to talk to them. We're going to make sure what, try to understand what's going on. So why a different tone for CPS than the police? Well, I don't think there is a different tone for one versus the other. Um, CEO uh, Martinez has indicated that, and again, in agreement with the union, so that is one circumstantial difference, uh, that every adult in the system has to be vaccinated. And that agreement was reached months ago, um, and they've been working very hard to execute um, on that agreement, a reach with um, all the collective bargaining agencies that employ uh, folks at at, uh, CPS. So it's a a very different set of circumstances, and I think he believes it's gonna be a very small uh, group um, that uh, remains um, either unvaccinated or not signing up. And so he understands, though, that accountability is important, as do we. So you asked the question of why the lawsuit um, because we believe that the FOP leadership is trying to foment an illegal work stop could strike, pure and simple. We've laid that out in the materials. Um, and we're not just we're not having that. The the contract is clear and it's been known for a long time. Uh, the police unions are not authorized to strike. It's in their collective bargaining agreement, and it's a matter of state law. What we've seen from Uh, the Fraternal Order of Police and particularly the leadership is a lot of misinformation, a lot of half-truths and frankly flat-out lies in order to induce an insurrection, Uh, and we're not having that. And so we want to make it very, very clear um, that the law is on our side, we feel very confident about it, and what he he said even after uh, what I heard that he said even after um, the lawsuit was filed and we notified them is urging members of the department to ignore their chain of command. And let me be very clear about this. John Cantazaro destroyed his police career. Destroyed it. He's not fit, and he's never gonna go back to um, the department in any kind of active position. I don't want him to, to lead these young officers astray and have them destroy their careers like he's destroyed his. If you ignore a directive of your supervisor, or worse, a direct order that's, that's lawfully given you're going to destroy your career. That is going to follow you forever. Over what? Going to a website, clicking yes or no, and if no, saying that you're going to sign up for testing? Really? That's worth it. I don't think it is. And I don't think people are going to follow him over that cliff. But we're going to make sure that we, he and the leadership of the FLP get a very clear message. We are not allowing them to jeopardize the public safety of our city, our residents, by making it seem as if he is in charge of the Chicago Police Department, and he alone can determine staffing and whether or not officers come to work. And, we, and we, the other thing that has to be clear, officers in, so, swear an oath to abide by the U.S. Constitution, the state constitution, and the laws of this city. That is a sacred oath that separates them from civilian employees everywhere. It's a sacred oath, and we expect them to abide by it. We can't expect them and, and, and residents to hold them with any degree of legitimacy if the, those who are sworn to uphold the law act as if they're above the law. We're not going to tolerate that. That's not acceptable, and I think what we're going to see is that a lot of officers are going to abide by the mandate and fill out their information, very simple, straightforward on the portal.
2: That was Mayor Lori Lightfoot of Chicago speaking about the vaccine mandate
1: as uh, the public reflects on the life of Colin Powell and his public service, uh, people are also now aware that he had a breakthrough case of COVID in addition to cancer and had some vulnerabilities. Uh, because he was fully vaccinated and got COVID that took his life, any concerns about how that will be interpreted publicly or how does that affect the message from the White House about uh, the importance of vaccination?
2: Well, uh, as that was saw Kelly. In statement
0: issued by the president, very Kelly. personal
2: statement. Kelly O'Donnell from MSNBC news reporter in the White House briefing with Jan Saki talking about the the death of General, four-star General, former Secretary of State and many other high-profile government positions who recently was hospitalized and died of COVID related complications. He was allegedly battling some form of blood cancer. There's, um, a former CDC director, Dr. Redfield, in the news, quoted by C, is this C? No, this is, um, who wrote this article? this former CDC Center for Disease and Infectious Center for Disease and Control Center for Disease and Infectious something or other center in Atlanta the CDC director gives Alarming statistics on fully vaccinated COVID deaths written by Katie Pavlik, October 19, 2021, 9.50 a.m. Well, it says here, quote, is the AP photo by Alex Brandon quote speaking during an interview with Fox News Monday afternoon former centers for disease control and prevention director Robert Redfield said that more than forty four zero percent of people who have recently died from Wuhan coronavirus in Maryland were fully vaccinated and then when you read on it says for that week we are talking about just for that past week a lot of times people may feel it's a rare event that fully vaccinated people die I happen to be the senior advisor to Governor Hogan in the state of Maryland in the last six years To eight weeks, more than 40% of people who died in Maryland were fully vaccinated. Excuse me. End quote. Redfield said, responding to the death of former Secretary of State Colin Powell. Powell. At the time of his death from virus complications, why did they say coronavirus complications? Paul was also fighting a blood cancer that lowers the ability to stave off infection. me according to the Maryland Department of Health 65.7% of adults in the state are fully vaccinated you know that sounds 40% sounds like oh just droves and droves of people and there are and I heard somewhere I read somewhere there's thousand people in that state of Maryland a small place but in six to eight weeks more than 40% of people who died it sounds like a big number when they Tell you what that forty percent represents. It's, um, hmm. it's it's misleading for some of us who are focusing on the number forty percent. Excuse me. <laughs> According to the Maryland Department of Health, 6. 6657 percent of adults in the state are fully vaccinated. There's a video here from Twitter. without Twitter, but give it a try.
3: of times people feel it's a rare event that fully vaccinated people may die. I happen to be the senior advisor to Governor Hogan in the state of Maryland. Uh, in the last six to eight weeks, uh, more than 40% of the people that died in Maryland were fully vaccinated. A lot of times people feel it's a rare event that fully vaccinated people may die. I happen to be the senior advisor to Governor Hogan in the state of Maryland. Uh, in the last six to eight weeks, uh, more than 40% of the people that died in Maryland were fully vaccinated. A lot of times people-
2: Oh, will. There's just certain things that raise red flags in thinking people's mind Um, okay, here's some of the tweets. I won't give their names. One person tweeted, Former CDC Director Robert Redfield, now Senior Advisor, to Governor Hogan in Maryland, quote, in the last six to eight weeks more than 40 percent of the people who died in maryland were fully vaccinated another tweet does that include deaths from all causes next week. You see this at Black Sheep Woke. This is from the Senior Advisor of Maryland, former CDC director saying this. I hope our governor gets the hint another tweet says so if he said 40% it was likely higher (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's what most people think but we have to also first figure out what does that 40% actually represent the next tweet Getting ready to go out to dinner with this awesome man and celebrate 31 years of marriage. Of Health corrects untruthful assertions by NIH Director Collins and NIAID Director Fauci at N. Excuse me. NIH corrects untruthful assertions by NIH Director Collins and AID Director Fauci that NIH had not fun- funded gain of function research in Wuhan. NIH states that. ECHO Health Alliance violated terms and conditions of NIH grant and they give the grant number this is a political debate that a couple of the the people in Congress are for some reason using to go after Fauci. I have my own opinion about it, but this is too serious a matter to politicize it. Excuse me. I refuse to to Treat such a serious, serious public health disaster as some sort of a uh, topic for college debate team. This is how some people in Congress are treated just to get their name to ring out. Good to read, but they don't end. When they get off the topic. There's a lady that said, I see that the Chappelle discourse has outlasted news about Afghanistan in the media cycle. <laughs> yeah, Dave Chappelle. He has to love the attention. He's getting a quite a bit of... Excuse me, Dave Chappelle's getting quite a, a bit of time in the, in the debate. For the last couple weeks. Here's another Twitter. A tweet. We have been debating Dave Chappelle for three weeks because he said that only women can give birth. Well right, if you include other species of of life then that would not be accurate but if he means <laughs> well he did say women so he was correct but if he said only female only females he would not be correct disclose dot T V Senator Joe Manchin is reportedly considering leaving the Democratic Party. Well we knew that all along. (laughs) Oh who else is in here? <laughs> oh, too many politicians and uh, other people that are out for a payday from politicians, their mouthpieces, one politician or the other. The post. Millennial.com And for those like me who always wanted to learn how to spell Millennial it's M-I-L-L-E-N-N-I-A-L Ryan Stelter Lewis's in ratings to reruns of the Golden Girls, SpongeBob. Da dot dot. Oh boy. People love to slam some of the. The MSNBC News Akers. Well, that's all that I see in the news today so far. And now we can check one there's just so many headlines but then when you when you click on them you can tell from the first sentence or first paragraph that it's clickbait this one says CNBC FDA clears Moderna and J&J COVID vaccine boosters allows mix and match shots and then when you try to read it it's so mumble jumbled even the professional medical people say they're confused <laughs> so good luck with those stories <clears throat> <laughs> now, here's one Facebook's name change plan is a reflection of its real priorities. And when you click on that, you read for uh, several paragraphs till you get to the bottom. And they are telling you something that they have no clue whether it's a fact or not. And there's, of course, all the stories about the stimulus money from some. From a few sources that just are clearly clickbait it'll tell you that some people might coulda woulda shoulda maybe if the creek don't rise get a stimulus check <laughs> you know. okay here's another CNBC UK Doctors, United Kingdom doctors, call for urgent return of COVID restrictions as experts monitor new mutation and see NBC Reporter Holly Eliot. E-L-L-Y-A-T-T. Published Wednesday, October 20th. That, that's today. 2020. 2021. October 20th, 2021. Key point UK Medical Professionals. have issued an urgent plea to the British government to reimpose COVID restrictions. The call comes amid a high level of infections in the country, and as hospitals are seeing an influx, of COVID patients. Health leaders warned on Tuesday that the UK risks, quote, stumbling into a winter crisis, close quote, making matters worse. UK experts are watching a new Mutation of the virus closely. That's the funny thing. They use all these scientific words to scare you. Mutations and that one really sounds scary. When they, but what they don't tell you is that the coronavirus is or the COVID SARS virus. believe it's SARS-2 virus is constantly mutating. I read every 10 days it's constantly mutating. But see, that won't sell. It won't produce some clicks. It won't sell vaccines. (laughs) You get the picture. Okay, London, quote, UK medical professionals have issued an urgent plea to the British government to reimpose some COVID restrictions due to the increased level of infections and hospitalizations. The country now, she or whoever wrote this adds another word in there. Some COVID restrictions in the byline or the lead out line, it doesn't say that it says UK doctors. Call for urgent return of COVID restrictions as experts monitor new mutation. So, this is clearly to some thinking people a uh, hack job just to keep people frightened. Now, we're going to load this video. And hear what they have to say after the ads run. Oh, it's one of those those musical It's one of those videos that shows you
1: Of a perfect storm over the winter because we've got flu, we know flu vaccines have been rolled out in youngsters as well for the first time. That's all the way up to the 16 year olds as well. Um, with other respiratory
2: virus infections, with all of what that means, not only again for schools, but also for overwhelming the NHS. So I think if you add that into the mix, then the worry is that autumn winter is getting.
1: Delta strain, something very specific that is growing in percentage. Right, exactly. That is growing in percentage in the UK. And Shep, I think that that could explain there's a potential that it's more transmissible than Delta, which makes it easier to be even more infectious than Delta.
2: Well, <clears throat> Good intentions are not enough, This is simply not enough, it leaves people to make their own decisions when we get all this information that's inconclusive and con- conflicting each other all the time. London, quote, UK medical professionals have issued an urgent plea to the British government to reimpose some COVID, some COVID restrictions due to the increased level of infections and hospitalizations in the country. Health leaders warned late Tuesday that the UK risks quote, stumbling into a winter crisis end quote. If the government does not Enact its Plan B, a pledge it made last month, in which it said it would reimpose COVID measures if data suggested the National Health Service was, quote, likely to come under unsustainable pressure. Close quote. Officials at the NHS Confederation, which represents organizations across the UK healthcare sector issued a statement calling on the government to introduce measures such as mandatory face coverings in crowded and enclosed spaces without delay to keep people well and avoid the NHS from becoming overwhelmed this winter. End quote. Will those those people that are upset about the masks have my sympathy. This uh, It's a personal story, but um, just in the last couple of weeks since the weather is getting colder and colder, we have been fighting off all manner of Ants and flies and malts and all that that want to come inside to get away from the cold. And so we have to spray and do all that. Do whatever. Have the um, professionals come in and spray. And all, and all the chemicals and the mess It's just really so irritating on the skin and the eyes and the sinuses on your respiratory system. So you if you stop and think about parents excuse me, parents with small school age children or early childhood zero to six years old and any child at any age a parent is naturally going to be upset if their child is not feeling well then you add to that wearing a mask your face gets red and bumpy from all, <laughs> from wearing the mask, it irritates your face if you wear it tight like you would really sh- need to to, to shield your, your, your lungs from all the viruses. If you wear it tight around your ear, then the back of the ears get real sore. So the parents may not feel up to speed. They may feel skin irritations, other mild or severe irritations. Then they have children on their hands at a certain age. Say, let's say for example, under nine, this, the children's skin... It's far more sensitive and delicate. So this is not taken into consideration when we say, oh, let's mask them. Let's give them a vaccine with who knows uh, how many other vaccines all rolled into one. (laughs) You know, people just see the reaction from the parent and say what's wrong with these parents why don't they grow up but they don't stop and think of the societal effect of the mandates the mask mandates the vaccine mandates all of these affect the individual household but you know, some of us figured early on the minute that the parents or the people who are affected by all these mandates become the enemy, the bad guy, then we knew if this is not what you would call good faith. This is something that. We have to we have to watch closely so and that's not to minimize the seriousness of this pandemic and, and it's not to minimize the um, benefits from vaccines and all the protocols masking up and washing hands and all of that, well, I can tell you the skin can only take so much washing hands and even if you're, uh, say like treating your walls in the last 24 hours, I was treating my walls and ceilings and all of that, the bathroom, everything in the bathroom, everything in and all the hard surfaces, countertops, cabinets inside, all of that, treating that, and even with, say, three or four pair of gloves on, and then heavy-duty gloves on top, even that the skin is just burning in some places, and... it's not it's not fun I mean you get you get a certain amount of satisfaction of knowing okay everything looks clean okay everything smells nice you know that lasts for so long when your skin burns and it's red and blistered and swollen and you want to run to the doctor but you guys know what really what it really helps sensitive skin or my sensitive skin castor oil oh my goodness castor oil works for so many different skin problems uh calamine the the pink Calamine lotion, those two together. Oh my goodness. And then certain skin burns or certain skin conditions. I'll use ucerin E U C E R I N Usyrin. It's a real heavy, heavy white cream you can use on sensitive skin anytime without a prescription. Very costly but highly effective. The results are are noticeable in a short time span. So yeah it reduces all the burning in the skin and the redness and all that. Maybe not for everybody. That's what I have to use. So, maybe it might help someone else. That's how home improvement, excuse me. That's how home improvement projects leaves people with sensitive skin. Red like a lobster. Bumpy skin. Irritating. Well enough of the. The woes. And the. Pity parties. Of sensitive skin. Let's continue this article. They warned. That the National Health Service. Quote. Is seeing worrying. Increases. In coronavirus cases in its hospitals and the community at a time when it is preparing for a busy winter period. Its staff are close to burnout and it is being expected to recover many of its services that were disrupted by the pandemic. End quote. The UK is currently recording between 40,000 and 50,000 new COVID cases a day. And the number of hospitalizations and deaths is steadily rising, although at a much lower pace than earlier in the pandemic, thanks to COVID vaccines, which greatly reduce the risk of severe infection, hospitalization, and death. On Tuesday, the UK reported 43,738 new COVID cases, a decrease from Monday when 49,156 New cases were recorded, which marked the highest daily number in three months. Okay, they give you a chart. Our world in data from March 1, 2020. Through October 20, 2021, list countries UK. Wow, all these different countries UK is way out in front on this chart. Daily new confirmed COVID-19 cases per million people shown is the rolling seven-day average. The number of confirmed cases is lower than the number of actual cases. The main reason for that Is limited testing, and you can check the number of cases for each country, UK over six hundred, they said cases per million people, over 600 cases per million, and Europe, United States, comes in around over 200 cases per million, below that. Is South America below far below two hundred in Asia and Africa are even lower. According to this, Africa and Asia, well, Africa is at zero cases. Per six hundred million. Oh wait, wait, no. There's a little bump according to this graph, but it's as close to the bottom. And see, this is for from March of 2020, March 1st, 2020, through October 20 this year that's interesting and this is uh, from John Hopkins University CSSE COVID-19 data here they have um some audio, maybe we can hear the audio oh this not audio it's a a moving graph it shows the um, the country's moving positions from highest to lowest and back again Some of them last year were way at the top. Oh, it actually gives the dates day by day from March 1st. It's going all the way day by day up until today. For over a year. This is excellent. Okay, this is how they're able. (coughs) This is how they're able at John Hopkins to chart their world statistics cases per million in all over the world excuse me it's been cold and it was it was so freezing cold yesterday late in the evening I was I was trying to clean outside the door, all around the door, and the outside of the door, and it was just so cold, you know, sometimes you think, oh, maybe I just don't, don't, uh, have enough, uh, warm food inside of my body, but it was cold, it felt, uh, maybe in the forties and I didn't I didn't really put on enough warm jacket to know that I wanted to hurry up and clean and then lock my door. Uh oh I'm running out of time. Okay, I got maybe four minutes. Less than four minutes. let's read on until it runs out of time. To date, the UK has recorded over 8.5 million COVID cases. And on Tuesday, 22.3 new deaths within 28 days of a positive test were reported bringing the total number of fatalities to 138,852, putting it among a grim ranking of countries with the highest death tolls in the world. Oh, that's, that's sad for the UK to have of that going on right before the holiday season. Situation will only get worse. COVID restrictions in England were lifted on July 19th when pubs, restaurants and nightclubs reopened. Mask wearing also became largely a matter of personal choice apart from on public transport transport the government under prime minister Boris Johnson has previously insisted that covid restrictions and potential lockdowns would only return as a last resort and that the country must quote learn To live with the virus, end quote. On Wednesday, the UK's business secretary, Kwasi Kwarteng, reiterated that position, saying, quote, I absolutely think that it would be completely wrong for us to go back into a lockdown, he told Times radio, noting that hospitalizations and death rates were much lower than in previous peaks of the pandemic. He added that, quote, we are learning, I think, to live with the virus, Close quote. The NHS Confederation on tuesday said the additional measures that the uk could now enact included quote clear communications to the public that the level of risk has increased introducing certificates for people's covid vaccine status and legally mandating people to wear face coverings in certain settings in addition to considering asking people to work from home if they can, close quote. Many of these measures, particularly around mask wearing and COVID certification, are, quote, are already common in parts of Europe where the prevalence of the disease is lower in quote the NHS Confederation noted and there is more but we're out of time we're out of time oh yeah there's a lot lot more but we need to keep up That was CNBC report for Wednesday, Wellness Wednesday today, October 20th, 2021. Stay well, take care of yourself, stay warm. How's everybody doing today?